in a world filled with intergalactic space battles. Metahuman destruction on a global scale. And psychopathic serial hauntings. There's only one team who can make sense of it all. When your world is overrun with rampant pop culture. Call Luminary Guardians of Geek. Wow, I haven't heard that in a while. It's been so long since we've been blown up in the studio. <laughs> <laughs> hey everybody, I'm Luke. And I'm Larry. And this is episode 13 of Loop and Larry Guardians of Geek. It's been a while since we've done a podcast. It has been a little while. We've had some uh, changes in our lives and things have been moving around and <laughs> we've been all crazy like that, but now we are back. Yeah, it's great to be back. Um, the uh, I've been, uh, I think I had vacation and then I changed jobs. I'm now doing the morning show at uh, Jack1023 who does provide our studios for us. That is very true that is very true and uh, i think you were off for a week in there somewhere yeah and... so there, there was coordinating our time was very difficult <laughs> but we are so dedicated to pop culture and geeking out whenever we can that we could not wait another second before we got back behind the microphones to tell you all the good stuff that's been happening while we were away <laughs> why has it gotten weird already i, I don't, don't know, know. <laughs> we need to calm down so we just came back from niagara falls comic-con yep that, that and... officially kicked off our comic-con season <laughs> we, it's pretty bad that we have a season we of Comic Cons, but um, so locally, I'm sure people go to their local Comic Cons. But it's uh, it's always fun to go to them. But I, you do see as you go year to year some of the same stuff, obviously. But well, this is this is also just to to sort of give you a, a time reference here. This is our 15th year doing Comic Cons. Wow! Uh, in this, yeah, in in uh, in Ontario, essentially. So we've been doing it for a long time. So like you said. You start seeing some of the same people. <laughs> <laughs> you do some of the same guests, but I always like uh, the the Niagara Falls one. I always enjoy because there's a lot more uh, sort of pop culturey type guests yes. than some of the other ones, and uh, the. Uh, some uh, we obviously see some cosplay going yep. on. Always fun to see the cosplay, and it's even more fun trying to figure out what kind of anime they're trying to be. Because, as you probably know from listening to past podcasts, we're not as big on the anime as some people are. <laughs> so we see these people in these uh, super elaborate costumes that just look amazing. We're like, "You look amazing as that thing that you're dressed as." <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure what that is, but well, and, and the costumes, of course, ranged. There were some like fantastic costumes. There was an Iron Man there that oh. was out. Of this world, it looked like it was a screen-used costume. It, it did. It had like even his like his visor went up and down. It was Crazy. pretty cool. That guy that looked like Tony Stark, that looked like Robert Downey Jr. Oh, yeah. If you go to our social media pages, you will see a photo of Loop and I beside this guy. Who, if you if you look at this guy, you would swear that it was Robert Downey Jr. And he didn't have to he didn't have to dress up. He literally just put on a pair of gl of glasses and a jacket, like a blazer. And it was crazy. And I got to tell you, so we took this picture with him, and I was so, like, blown away by how good he looked <laughs> that I stopped after the picture and just stared at him in the face, like, really awkwardly for probably more time than I should have. Yeah. <laughs> and then I realized he's not wearing a mask. Like, I'm actually staring at this guy's bare face. <laughs> it's really awkward. But he was just a spitting image. It was crazy. No, he looked great. And... Yeah. um 
the uh, there was yeah just tons of good cosplay. I didn't notice there was, wasn't quite as much cosplay this time as yeah. as other years, but great guests again. Um, Undertaker was there from wrestling, which was pretty cool. I, I didn't have a really chance to see him, but he's he was sold out within seconds. Yeah, like I, I mean, but even bigger than that was Sergeant Slaughter. Yeah, Sergeant Slaughter was a surprise. I thought I was gonna I was able would like would have been able to go up and just get my photo taken with him, but that did not happen. Nope. <laughs> he had a lineup. Every time I walked up to that to that table. Yeah, so. I mean, and there was a good range of guests this, this year, but really the only two guests that had massive lines for the entire duration were Sergeant Slaughter and Bruce Campbell. Yeah, surprise. Like, <laughs> well, Bruce Campbell's no surprise for sure. No, like, but I mean, it was it was quite it was crazy. But considering the other big guests that were there were three of the uh, the main stars of The Office. Yes, you, you had Oscar, Meredith, and Creed. Yeah, who were all there, and I thought that was going to be the big draw. Yeah, there was almost nobody at their tables getting autographs for like the whole weekend it was really sad and we talked about this a bit i think it was because a lot of people were getting the the photo op with the three of them together right and i don't know about you i think the the photo ops and the autographs um and the in the table ops are have gotten way too expensive ridiculously expensive and i was thinking about that too so if you wanted to get autographs from each of those three people, it would have been $150 because they were charging, I think, $50 a person. Right. To get So it's $150 to get the three autographs. And then if you wanted a photo with the three of them, that's another $150. So it would have been $300 yeah. that you were spending to, to you know, spend literally probably less than a minute and a half with, with these people. That's really expensive. Yeah, it was too expensive. The yeah. uh, I mean, you have to really pick and choose who you get photos with. Like, there was a while there where I was getting, like, four or five photo ops done, but now yeah. I'm like, I have to be really choosy. Yeah. But plus, we've been to so many. There's a lot of people I've already had photo ops with in the past, so yes. I was like, I, I thought, eh, I can skip. Yeah. <laughs> now, we did do the photo op with the office staff. Or the office staff. The oh, office my God. <laughs> so awkward. Was, so we waited in line. So there were three of us. We have a friend, uh, Andrew, who joined us in this uh, photo line. And we, we were in line for probably 15 minutes or so. So it gave us enough time to figure out how we were going to orchestrate this photo. Well, the problem is you're in line so long. You, you, then you start thinking, okay, yeah, we're going to get up there. And we want to have a cool picture. But yeah. how are we going to do this so it's not just a bunch of, like, a, like a, a big line of people? Yes. Right? So, yeah, so we, we talked about this, and we actually choreographed it. We said, okay, Larry, you're going to stand to the left side. Andrew, you're going to stand to the right side. Loop, you're going to go down on one knee right at the front and just be <laughs> down there, and it's going to look really cool and everything. So we had this so well choreographed. And then it was time for us to go in there. And then we did not factor in the, the, the moment that you see these people and you want to shake their hand and you want to say hi. Well, there were three of us and three of them. Yeah. So for – probably 20 seconds there was literal insanity like mass <laughs> chaos in the in this room because there was like hands flying everywhere shaking people's hands and oh how are you doing oh, how are you doing that? And hands it was just like full on chaos. I think I might have shaken your hand I by accident we, yeah, I don't know I, I think I gave Andrew a hug and, I don't know how that happened and if you've never had a photo op it is like herding cattle like yeah. it's literally you walk in you stand beside the person. You may have time to say hi for a second, and then it's snap. You're out. Like yep. it's because they've got lines of sometimes like two, three hundred people that you got to get through. And if everybody took five minutes to say hi and whatever, they, it, you'd be there forever. So they fly through these people. So we knew that was a factor. Yes. Um, you got the the handshakes plus. 
these are stars. You get up there and you get a little starstruck. Yeah. You're right in the face of these people that you've watched on TV for nine seasons or whatever it was they were on. Yeah. And you're like, whoa, it's like they're right here. And so it's like, okay, yeah, we got to get back into business. And yeah. I think we did a pretty good photo. We did. It actually worked out. And we, we snapped back into reality when the uh, the handler who was standing beside the camera person was like, okay, come on. we got to move this along. Stop doing that. Let's yeah, go. Yeah, let's I go. know. <laughs> we're like, oh, right. We've got a photo. But you can page. also check out our photo as well on, yeah. uh, on our, uh, on our uh, social socials media. for sure. Yeah. So it actually worked out. It What we had choreographed in line actually did happen, yeah. but it was such a blur that I can't even believe that any of us <laughs> made it through there. <laughs> well, one of the things about the Comic-Cons, too, it's it's a lot of it's about um, your past, about the, the retro things that have gone on in the past. But what's happening now is what we're about to talk about. So here's our news. Happening right now, we're watching several stories around the world. Nothing's riding on this except freedom of the press and maybe the future of the country. No more paranoid on-air rants about the supernatural. Here's what's making news. All right. That makes me laugh every time. That's <laughs> 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 just so funny. All right. Let's, we usually kick it off. Uh, we haven't been on for a while, so I'll just explain. We go through movies. We go through TV. We go through all the other sort of pop culture things. And uh, Lawrence, you lead through. Okay. So we'll start off like we usually do with the movie news. Uh, there's, a, there's a fair bit this time. So let's start right at the beginning. Uh, what do we got? Uh, James Wan, who is famed director in the horror genre, is taking on Mortal Kombat Again, <laughs> so rebooting the whole Mortal Kombat thing uh, on the on the big screen, which I think is kind of cool. There's a lot of uh, material to be mined out of the Mortal Mortal Kombat. Uh, yeah, for sure. Know, treasure box, <laughs> and and with the uh, sort of the like special effects they have now as compared to then, you could probably use some pretty wicked fight scenes. I'm assuming absolutely. Between them and I mean, I have to say, I'm actually a bit of a fan of the original. I, I quite liked it. Yeah. I thought it, I thought it was I thought it was a really good movie. So I'm I'm kind of excited. If about If you've that. watched Black the new Black Mirror season, I've watched the first episode. And there's a very like uh, Mortal Kombat-y section in it. Uh, if excellent. you haven't seen it, so. okay. I haven't I haven't yet. So uh, don't spoil it for me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. And uh, um, speaking of rebooting, uh, Ghost Rider. Because we all missed the Ghost Rider franchise, the Nicolas Cage <laughs> Ghost Rider franchise is uh, the is coming back to the big screen. The uh, producer of this new uh, series has purchased the comic book rights to make uh, a number of movies. So they're yeah. not looking at just one movie; they're looking at a franchise, right? A, a Ghost Rider fan- franchise. So I mean, as long as they c- cast the Ghost Rider properly. Could be kind of cool because they're also doing a series on Hulu as well, yes. like a Ghost Rider series, and that's going to star the same um, the same guy. Uh, I think his name is Gabriel Luna, who played Ghost Rider in Shield. Oh, so they've actually you know, take it's more of a sort of an adult take. That's why it's going to be on the Hulu channel, which Disney also owns. Yeah, I right? believe so. Yeah, yeah. So uh, so they're doing that, which should be pretty cool. I'm kind of looking forward to that. That's going to be awesome. And they're going to yeah. do a um, Damian uh, Hellstrom show as well, which he's supposed to be the son of the devil, but he's oh. kind of a cool like millennial sort of son but anyways it should be pretty cool cool so that that is coming so that'll be interesting all of these uh these old things are becoming new again uh what else do we have uh john wick four um you may or may not have heard has already been greenlit <laughs> it was actually greenlit i think the day that john wick three came to theaters nice so uh it's coming out may 21st 2021 so you can literally mark your calendars to the day when John Wick 4 is going to be hitting the theaters. Remember when movies just sort of came out and you're like, oh, this movie's coming out. Now we know yeah. movies so far in advance and dates so far in advance. It's just like yeah. you're always building towards the next dates. But I've never seen any of the John Wicks. What? 
What? Yeah, I just Seriously? never have. Yeah. Okay, we we gotta before our next podcast. I'll try to I'll you, try to get into it. We're a, gonna John, sit you I'll down. I'll try to get into a wick. You need before. to get into the wick. I don't know. Just one of those movies I just saw and it's like, oh, it looks kind of cool. And then all of a sudden there was a two. Yeah. I'm like, oh, now I gotta go back and watch one. And then three came out. I'm like, oh, now this is a whole thing. Now you've really got to yeah. spend some time. It. I to me, it is on par with um, Mission Impossible. Yep. And um and the James Bond movies. It's it's full on action. So it's not it's it's you know, in that same genre, but it is so smart and the action is so unbelievably cool. Right. And Keanu Reeves has finally found a role that totally suits him. So he's <laughs> he's not, you know, a Bill and Ted, he's not, you know, stone surfer dude. Yeah. He's this he totally buy that uh that he is John Wick and it is like it is exhilarating from start to finish. So when I saw that they've already greenlit number four, I was like literally cheering out loud. That's awesome. Okay, was, I'll check them out. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Okay, so now we're moving into some uh, more current things. Uh, Pixar has released the trailer for their next movie, which I know Loop is anxiously going to be. Good, I love a good Pixar movie. <laughs> going to be standing in line for called Onward, and it's the story of two elf brothers who feel like magic has disappeared from the world. So they're setting out in their VW magic bus <laughs> to find the magic that's left in the world. So is this Elf from like the TV show Elf? Not not Alf. Oh, Elves. <laughs> oh, okay. No. no, I actually watched a trailer and I'm like, I kind of giggled a tiny bit during it. So this one has yeah. potential because it has a lot of sort of D&D type references it does. in it. a lot so, of unicorns, a lot yeah. of, you know, dragons. The unicorns in the garbage can made me laugh. That was pretty funny. That's yeah. pretty funny. Okay, so, so I'll give this one a chance. You might actually sit down for a, a Pixar movie well, maybe. in the theater. We'll see, we'll see how that goes. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> but it is coming. Okay. Um, big news from the uh, Jurassic World front. Uh, Dallas Bryce Howard has confirmed that Laura Dern and Sam Neill will be in the next movie. So that's kind of cool. That's a kiss of death to me. Oh. When you start bringing back too many <laughs> of the old characters, like I know it's always kind of cool to see them come back, but they kind of did that with the first Jurassic Park series, they, didn't they? Um, well, they brought... Uh, um, Sam Neill came back or something. Or Well, no, they brought uh, um, Jeff Goldblum back for the the sequel. Yeah, but Jurassic I mean it, but the first round, though, when they did the first Jurassic Parks. Oh, yes, yes. Yeah, they did something like that. Yeah. By, by about three. Yes. Yes, he did come <laughs> And then back. that was the death of the and series. And that was not a good movie. I just, no. sometimes I don't, I don't mind once in a while when they do that, but I like when series can kind of stand on their own. Yeah. Without having to bring back all these, like, it's kind of cool. neat, but. It'll be interesting to see what they do, because they, I, I didn't mind uh, Jeff Goldblum in, in Jurassic Park, Jurassic yeah. World 2. I thought his role in that was good. It wasn't big, but it was, it made sense to, yeah. to bring him back. So I, I don't know how they're going to bring these two back. I don't know if they're still going to be d digging for. Uh, um, raptor uh, claws in the desert. I don't know what they're going to be claws. <laughs> I don't know what they're going to be doing, but they are definitely coming back. So this franchise is not going anywhere anytime soon. <laughs> <laughs> um, speaking of franchises that are not going anywhere anytime soon, Indiana Jones Five. This is ridiculous. I know. Like this is one of those franchises that. When we were young, that was like the pinnacle of movies, like yeah. like Raiders of the Lost Ark and Temple of Doom, and and those were so good, and so they, we were like so passionate about them. Yeah, and they totally with number four, they totally killed it. I loved Indiana Jones. It's like one of my favorite series of yeah. all time. Four was awful. I, I like <sighs> it's kind of like 
a comedian that has a lot of great jokes and then does that last one. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then like it's like if it just you could have stopped. Yes. You know what I mean? But they didn't. There's, and there's, or a series that goes on just a few seasons too long. It's yeah. like 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 Dexter, you jump the shark after you know the yeah. John Lithgow season. <laughs> yeah, like exactly. it's like that kind of thing. Like it's like yeah. no, like no. Indiana Jones the first three. Leave him as is. Well, see, I think part of the problem is, and as much as I love Harrison Ford, because I do, he that the character of of Indiana Jones is a young, vibrant, like can run and you know jump under, yeah. or even know. like a little older, so that it's like it's it's he struggles with some of these stunts, but he yeah. still was able to perform it, yeah. them, right? But I but I feel like he's I I actually feel like he's aged out, <laughs> like yeah, he's, for sure I he has. I think he's you know, and the fact that they had to bring uh what. What's the guy's name from number four that they brought in? The actor whose uh, his name's gone. Uh, what character was he? No, no. The, he was like the the young kid who. Oh, um, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know uh, what you mean. LaBeouf, Shia LaBeouf. Yeah. They brought him in, and he was awful. Was that awful. whole movie the was whole awful because the thing oh. with the stunts in the first, I and mean, we might have talked about this already, but the thing with the stunts in the first, the first movies is that they're all. Like they did them with real stuntmen, and yeah. they, could, they could pretty much actually happen. Yes. I mean, they're ridiculous, but they could happen. Yeah. Whereas the ones in the the fourth one, where they're swinging on those vines, to, like I mean, that stuff just—it's it, ridiculous. It is, and he like straddling two jeeps as yeah. they drive through the jungle, and he was getting hit by vines and things. I'm like, it's physically impossible to do what you're doing. Like, yeah. and the CG. So I just. I am I I have to say I am not at all looking forward to this movie. No, I, just, I would rather I they know. just reboot the series if they're going to do that. Yeah, no Harrison Ford, like unless he plays someone completely different. Yeah, and because the thing is with that series, I like it set in the 30s. That's yes. what that's what that's part of it. That's what gives it its charm. Yeah, when they started going into the. 50s or whenever they were in the fourth one, it's just it lost its charm. Yeah, at that with the, point. Nu- the nuclear power and the nuclear bombs and yeah, stuff. Like, I, I want my yeah. Nazis in exactly. there, like, but that's because that, they're a perfect villain. They are a perfect foil for what he does, yeah. right? Like, it's I don't know. Absolutely. I mean, the whole the whole the whole uh, what, what was it? Uh, the uh, fridge nuke in the fridge. They nuked the fridge big oh. time in that. <laughs> I don't want them to nuke the whole kitchen in this one. Like, right. Oh, kitchen's going up. I'm 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 just really worried about that. But anyway, it is happening. It's starting to shoot in 2020. He's 77 right now. What? Yeah, he'll be like probably 80 by the time that movie uh, comes out. No. No, it, no it, thanks. I feel like he breaks, breaks his ankle at every he time. Does. He does. He's done that a lot I lately. love Harrison Ford. I absolutely love I him, but it's time to put that series to rest yeah. or reboot it brand new, still keep it in the 30s. And, yeah, that's right. Which is its original intention. Yeah. Which was like a serial type. That's right. Yeah. That was the whole point of it. It wasn't supposed to be a modern t- story. It's, yeah. you know, so I don't know. We're we're raging about this. Okay, anyways, move on. <laughs> so move we've got, on. We've got another, another whole year to talk about how we're worried about this movie. Anyway, <laughs> uh, so another reboot coming up. In 2020, is going to be a big year. Next year is going to be a big year for uh, for movies. Masters of the Universe is coming back to the big screen, which is I don't know. It could be good because the original one was not. So yeah, they, I mean they have nowhere to go. I have to go up. back and rewatch the original. That seems like a uh, like a, a no, pop you... capacitor for us. Maybe oh at yeah, some we point. Might, yeah at that yeah so we could mock it a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> The, the problem, like, I mean, I think they tried to do that with the other one, but they, I think they made more, like, it, they got it more spacey, I think, in the, I've seen to remember in the yeah. other one. But I find when you do any of these cartoons, like these 80s cartoons, I want it to be very similar to the cartoon. Yes. Like, that's why the G.I. Joe ones didn't really work for me. And I love right. G.I. Joe, and it was just. Not good. Like, there's so many characters there, and they're just, like, sticking to, like, three characters. I mean, yeah. you could, it's just so much potential for storytelling and, and fun, and they just, they. 
It wasn't. Go hot other direction. Yeah. I don't know. So I don't know. I don't know what this is going to be. But <laughs> this is the rant episode. I know. Seriously, we're angry about everything. All this news is garbage. Oh, these kids and their Indiana Jones. <laughs> right. Get off my silver screen, you kids. <laughs> um, but it's being written by the uh, screenwriter who wrote Iron Man. So there could yeah. be some potential there. I think I think there could be some total potential there. They just stick to the source material. That's all I ask. Yeah. That's all we ask. If Wait, they're listening, please. Anything else? No. Just source okay. material or nothing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the new Batman yes. ha- has been confirmed as Robert Pattinson. Cool. Which is fine with me. I'm fine. The thing I'm... with Batman, so many people have played him. It's not like uh, like an Iron Man Robert Downey Jr. or a Wolverine where you're like, no one can replace that actor. You That's know what right. I mean? Like a million people have played Batman now. Like they've done so many different people. I it doesn't matter who plays no, him. No, it doesn't. And it really got me when uh the internet went crazy and people were petitioning this studio to take him off Robert Pattinson because, oh, he's not going to be, he's going to be terrible. He's going to be awful. I think that they were forgetting that Michael Keaton played Mr. Mom before <laughs> he became Batman and he was awesome. Yeah. So and these are know, also the same people that hated Batman versus Superman and the same people that hate right. this and that. And it's like, it's, they've got nothing else to do other than go on petitions.org. If, if they have a studio and want to make their own Batman, they can go right ahead. That's right, and I probably won't watch it. But it, it'll, it'll be good for them to get it Because Batman's a great character. I think Robert yes. Pattinson will be fine. I totally think so. He'll know what, they'll, they'll know what to do with it. And him. it brings it brings Batman down a little, like age-wise, yes. a tiny bit, which I like. So Yeah, because the uh, Ben Affleck, the Batfleck, Batfleck. <laughs> was, was a much older Batman. Yeah. So, you know, I think it's it's, it's going to be nice to see him young again and it, vibrant. It, and, yeah, and if they want to do, a, like, if they want to do any sort of like series of movies, it'd be better to have someone a tiny bit younger that can like uh, yes. like when Robert Downey Jr. was a little younger at least when he did ba- or did Iron Man. Yeah, but he could play Iron Man forever for all I care. He really could. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you put on that suit and you have no idea how old he is anyway. We're mixing our Marvels exactly. and DCs right now. It's getting a little weird. Okay, I don't on. know if you're allowed to do that. I don't know. <laughs> uh, fi- finally, for uh, movie news uh, this week, the Frozen Two trailer just dropped this very day. The day we're recording it, uh, it came out, and I know that, Loop, you are oh, so excited about this. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> Yet another Pixar. And I just want to make sure before we talk a little bit about it, did you ro- watch the right version? Because last time I, I thought I was watching the right one, I actually watched the one from the first movie. Yes. <laughs> I don't know what, I never saw the first no. movie, so I don't know what I'm looking for. So no. um, I think, was she like floating in water or yes. something? Okay. There was I, a horse involved? Yeah. All right. I saw it. <laughs> Good. It looks, it looks kind of dark. It's, yeah, there's there seems to be a bit of a darker twist on it and i as of this moment feel like this is going to be the most beautiful movie we see all year yeah. i think it's looks stunning like i think the, visually it looks really cool so uh you know was forky in it was he i, I think i thought oh, i saw forky in it i'm sure forky was in it <laughs> I don't know. He's going to be in everything from now on. I don't want Sporky or Sporky or whatever his name is. I don't know. Just because you love him so much. Okay. (laughs) So that's what we've got for movie news. We're going to move on now to TV. All right. You ready? I'm ready. Okay. This is big for me. Okay. This this first one we've got is big because when I was when I was young, I was ten or so. A little Larry. A little Larry. Larry. Was a a baby Larry. (laughs) When I was ten or so, a little movie came to the the cinemas. That I watched, I would say probably at least five or six times in the theater called The Dark Crystal. Yeah. I loved this movie. I and to this day, it, I I've watched it probably at least once or twice a year, every year. Really? Okay. To this day, I I love love this movie, uh, and so I was so excited to see that they finally dropped a trailer for Dark Crystal: Age of Resistance that's Oof. coming out on Netflix this August. Yeah. And when I watched this trailer, I 
bawled like a little baby. (laughs) 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 Because there were characters from the original movie that they're bringing back, and the sets are are similar. It just was so nostalgic, and I think they're going to do this right. Plus, it's going to be, I think it's 10 episodes, so it's like a 10-hour version of this movie that I grew up with. I have got to rewatch that movie, because you know those movies that like I loved as a kid, like I'd say like a, like a black hole. Yes, that I watched like a million times. Yep. I but I have yet I've literally not seen Dark Crystal in probably like twenty five years. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Like oh. I, but I remember at the time I watched it and loved it. Yeah. I just never it just never went back. I just never went back. No. Well, now's the time because this Age of Resistance is going to be the best thing you've ever seen in your okay. life. Mark my words, right. it's going to be good. It kind of sounds like a Star Wars like. It kind of the does title. the resistance, yeah. yeah. And I'm a little bit, I'm a little bit surprised they went with that, but they did. And I'm, I'm okay with it because right. it's the dark. Crystal. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, also, we've got Magic: The Gathering, an animated series for network for Netflix. I've never played Magic: The Gathering. Have you played Magic: The Gathering? No, I think my son did for a little bit. He got a little bit into it, but yeah, it's like... it seems like it seems like Netflix is going with the uh, a lot of the fantasy genre now. I mean, yeah. it's, it's like Magic: The Gathering is going to be not like. Dark Crystal, but in that same like, and they even have the Mag of- uh, Growling or whatever his name is, or Groaning or yeah, yeah whatever. His, I can't remember how to say his last name, but anyways, they have that series too, right? Like yeah. that that's set in the medieval sort that's of. That's right. Like, so they, they seem to have found Graining. Like a, is that Graining? Yes. Yeah, that's Thank it. Mike Graining. I know I get it eventually. <laughs> if I said enough weird versions <laughs> right. of it. One of them will stick. Yeah. Um. So yeah, they that's that's also coming out, which is going to be very interesting because it's that's a game that I've always found intriguing, but I've never played it. So maybe watching the show, it'll be something I'm interested in. Yeah, I feel like Netflix is trying. Trying to like jump on a lot of like kind of trendy sort of or ha- like post trendy things, yes. Because they're losing, they're going to lose a lot of the Marvel yes. stuff, so they they have to jump on these type of things to make sure they've got them all secured. So. Yeah, and the whole fantasy thing, you know, just to yeah, yeah. This will be their, this will be the the Netflix niche. Yeah, is all of this. So I'm okay with that. I yeah. will, I will stick with it. Um, now, now from the file of, did anybody ever actually ask for this to happen? <laughs> comes. Punky Brewster, the sequel. What? <laughs> Punky Brewster? Who in the world was clamoring for a Punky Brewster <laughs> reboot? I have no idea. But but it's happening. Uh, and and it's going to star Soleil Moon Fry as Punky Brewster. There you go. So <laughs> I, I, apparently she does a lot of voice work. Yes. And that. So um, I don't know. It's like, I mean, it, I, I assume it's going to be on like a Nickelodeon or something. It or, is. Or, yeah. So. Yep, it's Nickelodeon that's producing it. Um, Oh, sorry. No, uh, no, that I don't know. I don't know that for sure. I don't yeah. know exactly. But it seems like a Disney go, Channel type does, thing. So she's yeah. a mother of three kids or something, and yeah. then then she a single mother. Yeah, and then she yeah. befriends a, a girl that's much like her as like yeah, the, uh, like a younger Punky Brewster. Yeah. So I feel like I feel like pesky Brewster. Brewster. Pesky Brewster. I feel like that's gonna be the setup to season two where. The original Punky Brewster's out, and they've just passed the torch to pe- yeah. Pesky Brewster. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I feel like that's what's happening. But anyway, so I guess this falls into the whole uh, Full House reboot genre. Yep. You know all these all these shows, but really Punky Brewster. It's like as, is, as long is, as nobody pays for their kids to get into college, <laughs> we're, we're all good. <laughs> you're, you're, gonna be, you're gonna be on for a year. year. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, I'm waiting. After this, I'm waiting for the Webster. Reboot. Oh yeah. I assume that that's coming too. <laughs> um, so we've got that. Um, and speaking of sort of reboots, even though the show is still on the air, SpongeBob is getting a prequel TV show. Yep. This I... is this is from Nickelodeon. Yeah. 
And this one is going to be uh, a young SpongeBob, SpongeBob who's 10 years old and spends his days at summer camp. But it's not going to be traditional animation. It's going to be CG. So you're gonna, it's gonna have that 3D look. Okay. Yeah. So it'll, it'll look a little bit different. But uh, it's called, um, oh, what is it? It's called Camp Coral. That's what the show is called. <laughs> so, I, it's, so those SpongeBob heads out there can exactly. uh, check that out. The Bob heads, yeah, that's going to be done. So you can get your fill of SpongeBob, old SpongeBob, new SpongeBob, young SpongeBob, <laughs> old school and new school. And you, Bob, you got all the SpongeBob you can take. <laughs> so that's happening. Um, what else? Uh, Dune. This is the year for Dune uh, because, or is it this? year? I can't remember when the movie comes out. Is it this year or next year? I think next it year. It might be next year. Okay, so the, so next year is the year for Dune. <laughs> <laughs> because um, uh, Denis Villeneuve is is rebooting the movie, uh, which is very exciting. I'm I'm a big fan of Denis Villeneuve. He he was the one who did uh, um, Blade Runner right. uh, 2049. Yeah, it was And great. it was fantastic. So uh, Luke and I have been fans of the original Dune. I think you are. Are you a fan yeah, of it? Yep. Yeah, yeah. I'm um, a big David Lynch fan. Well, he did that. Exactly. Even though he didn't write it, but it still had his, but, it definitely has this feel to it, right? Absolutely. So there's uh, there's a lot of uh, David Lynch in it. And we've been fans of that movie since it came out, even though it got a terrible reception yeah. and people, critics hated it. I, I, it's one of those ones that we grew up with and we really like. So I'm really excited to see what they do on the big screen. And now they're bringing the same universe to the small screen um and it's going to be called dune the sisterhood so they're taking on the um the like the female perspective uh on this and it's going to be uh, running on warner media's streaming service i'm not sure exactly what that's going to be called yet that's yeah but that's where it's going to be so um that's pretty exciting uh, i'm definitely looking forward to that hopefully we in canada get that i've tried to read that book dune i, I swear to god like 70 times <laughs> and I, can, I can't get by the first chapter no there's there are like eighty thousand different names and 16 or 20 different houses that you have to find. Uh, it's too confusing. much it is nope. too much nope just give it to me in little bits on tv that's yeah that's all we need and the, the big news, the biggest news we Why have right now. Why this is on here, I don't know. <laughs> Baby Shark do 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 is getting its own TV show. You're the only one who cares about this. <laughs> this is the stupidest thing. So, yes, yeah, Baby Shark, the, the uh, hit song, is getting its own TV show on Nickelodeon. <laughs> I guess that was inevitable, but it's coming. But a little tidbit on this song. The song... Re- reached um uh recorded a 20 week streak on the Billboard Hot 100 list. Did you know that? See how uh, I'm not cr- saying anything crickets, right now? Crickets. Yeah, in the because room. this is ridiculous. <laughs> this is, I don't know how I even, I got, I got I more. Did you add this on later? Uh, no, I got more. So it, not only <laughs> that, but it it also spawned the Baby Shark Challenge, which resulted in over 700,000 covers of that song on YouTube. That's, That's a so lot of people weird. who like that song. <laughs> well, I guess if you're listening to you have kids, then they'll be excited about I this. I suppose so. I just, I, I'm quite certain I'm not going to watch it, but I just think it's really funny that it's even happening. <laughs> and it is. <laughs> it definitely was a phenomenon, for it sure. It was, absolutely. Uh, and finally, we've got a couple of gaming notes this time. Gaming notes. Gaming notes. Um, the Avengers video game trailer just dropped. Yeah, and it's pretty cool actually. It looks it looks they can make these trailers look so cool yes. for these video games. And I will I will say right now that I I have trouble playing a lot of video games cuz yes. I I just my son plays them and I get sick to my stomach. I don't right. know what it is. So anyways, put that aside. Okay. Um but 
I always find the animation for these games is so wild, and uh, it looks awesome. Like it looks exactly. like the the people they look almost look like the not like exactly like the actors in the movie, but they look almost like real people. Yes. Um, the Tony Stark does not sound like Tony Stark at all. But no, it, no, they've revoiced everybody. I yeah, think. yeah, but it looks it looks very very cool. Yeah. So that's I mean that's going to be obviously a blockbuster game. Yeah. The timing is good. Um, and we also have the trailer for Final Fantasy VII Remake. <laughs> is out. And I got to tell you, this for me is the game to end all games. I played Final Fantasy VII back in the 90s. I, I, I went through it at least twice in full, and each time it takes 60 hours. Right. So there's 120 hours I've devoted to this game. I <laughs> loved, loved this game. So I cannot even tell you how excited I am for this reboot. And the trailer came out, and the music started playing, and I just, like, lost it. It was so – it's so good. <laughs> so that is – that's – actually officially happening and, and i'm pretty excited about that so there's a lot of big stuff coming i love how games have like video games have trailers and the trailers always look amazing yes as well like, yeah but yeah. the uh you can't go wrong with a with a good trailer you can't i no. wish pac-man should have had a trailer they really back should. in the day <laughs> <laughs> asteroids yes <laughs> <laughs> or at least they should make one now yeah for that and make yeah see, so if, they, like, see if they can uh, do re- using those graphics yes <laughs> I bet you it would be amazing. I'd watch it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it's time to jump in the old uh, pop capacitor. Yeah, well, let's take a walk over to it. It's All a nice right. night. We can go for a drive back in time. All right. And go. <laughs> run, 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 run. Run, 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 And we're back. <laughs> so this is the Pop Capacitor, and uh, this is where we take a look at a film, TV show, a game. It could be anything. Yes. And we, we uh, anything retro, really, Pretty and uh, we re-review it and yes. see how it holds up to today's standards. So yes. uh, today, it is the, this year is the 60th. 80th anniversary of Batman, yep. and so we decided to look back at the movie that started it all, the uh, 1989 Batman film. Yes, we did, and it still holds up. End of story. <laughs> We're done. Okay, that's the show. <laughs> Thanks, and, everybody. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> so give me a tiny bit of background on Batman. Um, so it, I mean, obviously it's had a very long history. It's been around for 80 years, but on the, on the screen, it's been around since... I believe it was in the 1940s is when they started running the Batman serials in movie theaters. And at that time, Batman drove like an old, like an Oldsmobile and <laughs> with an Aruga horn. Yeah. Aruga! <laughs> oh, Batman is coming. Yeah, Batman's here. Yeah. See? <laughs> so, uh, so th- but that was a long running serial uh, in the theaters. So he's, he's been out there on the big screen for quite some time. And then of course the, the big sort of reboot and, and popularization of, of Batman on the big screen, on the on the screen was in the 1960s, right? With the um, the Burt Ward and Adam West Adam West version, which I still love. Yeah. I love that. They're not TV great show. people to have photos taken with. No, well, Adam no. West is no longer around. Well, no, he's <laughs> but, not. But uh, yeah, they were they were not. Yeah, no, I don't want to burst anybody's bubble. But anyway, <laughs> they. Uh, but uh, but that show is just fantastic, and it is so cheesy. And they knew how cheesy it was, and it was great and no and it was it was fantastic show yeah, i thought it was good and and it actually spawned a movie of its own so it had batman the movie um which which itself is fantastic it was one of those you know like every um piece of equipment has a label on it so you know it's like the bat communicator and the bat <laughs> shark repellent and the bat ladder and <laughs> I, <laughs> you know so that so that there was the that movie and that was in the 60s 
And then there was a, a bit of a hiatus in the Batman universe until Tim Burton took hold of the reins. Yeah. And I think he was the perfect person to bring this back to the big screen because he's so dark. And it was kind of based on, it was like, it, they, it went from Batman to the Dark Knight. Yes. And the Dark Knight was sort of based on, it was uh, Miller's... Right. Frank Miller's Frank yeah. Miller's sort of version of, of yeah Batman. sort of yeah more gritty and and darker and and um yeah so that so he brought this this thing back and um I think really this is what started sort of the superhero genre again it's sort mm -hmm. of you know that before before that I mean we had had Superman Superman obviously started in the 70s and came back so there was the the Superman movies but I don't know that they were sort of the blockbuster that Batman, Tim Burton's Batman. Yeah, was. I think the first Superman probably was. It was pretty it was close. Pretty, yeah. It was pretty huge. But the thing with this movie was that it, it just had a different take on the character, like on a character, and it was yes. it was much darker, which was kind of cool. Yeah, right? it was, and and it was casting Jack Nicholson as the Joker was like an inspired move. Yeah, because I feel like Jack Nicholson is the Joker in real life. Like <laughs> <laughs> that's how he lives his life day to day. Just like. One-liners, super cool, just a goof, and and just he doesn't care about anything. He he's yeah. there for you know. I just so I totally bought him as the Joker because that's that's the persona I had. And I mean, I just I just noted some of the uh, some of the one-liners that that he has in this <laughs> movie that are just like rapid fire. There's so many of them. Um, of of course, it'll be a hot time in the old town tonight. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> as he dancing around. That's a classic. Um, he, he fries one of his uh, goons with a hand buzzer and says, "Oh, Anthony got a little hot under the collar." <laughs> <laughs> My favorite's always uh, wait till they get a load of me. It's so good. Oh, and there's the, the other one. This town needs an enema. <laughs> there's just so. Oh, and never rub another man's rhubarb. <laughs> that means but it's so cool <laughs> and so jokery like it's so yeah. i they i feel like that he tried to make so in the original batman in 19 the 1960s batman the joker was played by frank gorsham um yeah. that actor frank gorsham and he well, the, was the joker was actually played by um caesar romero caesar, uh, there were two of them oh was there okay y yeah oh no sorry no For, i guess frank gorsham was the riddler he, he was the riddler right right yeah. okay never mind <laughs> <laughs> okay. Everything I was about to say is not going to be <laughs> applicable anymore. <laughs> but, what I was going to say is Frank Gorsham was really goofy like that. Like he was very jokery as the Riddler. And I feel like they sort of made Jack Nicholson kind of like him. Yeah. But, but was so, was, um, so was uh, Cesar Romero. Cesar, yeah, that's true. And yeah. they also did put makeup over his mustache. That, so, so that that's was very pretty cool. cool. That is pretty cool. <laughs> if you can pull that off, yep. then you've got something. <laughs> um, no, I thought that he was a great casting. Like it was kind of. It did have a blockbuster feel because everybody, kind of like in the original Superman where Gene Hackman played uh, Lex Luthor, yeah. um, th this was the same sort of thing. You had like big stars playing all the different roles, right? Which is now sort of the template for every blockbuster. Yeah. Um, but it was so well done. It was just like the, the, the look of it was cool. Like th there was a definite vision on it. Yep. And of course, I'm a huge Prince fan and Prince did the soundtrack and it's like, one of the greatest things that ever happened to me. It's true. <laughs> it's true. And speaking of which, let's just take a little detour here. You were recently uh, in in heaven for yourself here. Yeah, so. I did. I went to uh, last week. I uh, or when, like whenever you listen to this, I, <laughs> recently I uh, drove to Minneapolis. It's like about a twelve hour drive from where we are, 
and uh, went to uh, Paisley Park, which is Prince's home. Um, and it was a studio, his compound. He actually shot, like, he shot a lot of videos there and things like that. Because there's a whole soundstage in there. Like, yes. pe- movies have been shot in this soundstage. It's yeah. massive. And uh, so I went there, and it was pretty cool. And they had some stuff from Batman there. And I was like, oh, yeah. That and they had, like, awesome. his, his, like, platinum albums up on the wall from Batman oh, and all so that. Cool. It was really, really cool. So cool. Just to be a part of that and, like, see that, all that stuff. Yeah. If, if you have a chance, really if, cool. if you are a Prince fan and you have a chance to go, I would. It's it's like a, it's, it's a full museum. It's got his yeah. outfits and specific rooms for specific albums and his motorcycle from Purple Rain and like all that stuff is in there it's really cool that is unbelievable but but unbelievable. again it was like I, I knew we were going to do this podcast and I saw like a lot some of the Batman stuff in yeah, there because in, the, in the video he was like Gemini or something he was like a, a, a half like half and half like evil and good sort of character yeah, almost like, like a, almost like a two-face yeah like a kind of thing yeah yeah and half the quotes in the movie are in bat dance they are they're, they're, <laughs> which exactly. is kind of funny because bat dance was a number one song for him like, yes it, because batman was a phenomenon at the time like everything that had batman on it became like number Gold. one yeah. yes <laughs> like that was one of prince's biggest albums and bat dance which he doesn't really sing a lot in there's no. like longer versions of the song where he kind of does but it was like number one. That was like it I think was that, it wasn't his last number one single. I don't think, but it was pretty close. Like, oh, is that right? Yeah. I didn't even realize that. Yeah, but it was it was massive. I just remember, and that's where this town has an enema. Why that sticks in my head because that was like, that's one the of the song. main lines from the song, and you heard the songs yeah. so much, the bat dance yeah. that this town needs an enema. <laughs> <laughs> it's just stuck in your head. I think Cream might have been his last number one. Oh, is that I'm what it was? Sure. Yeah, either oh, that okay. or most beautiful girl in the world. I can't remember one, one of those two. One of those two, but but yeah, yeah. it was pretty cool. So it was it was so cool for me as a Prince fan to, for him to do this soundtrack. He was so excited to do it, and it added a lot to the scenes that his music was used in. But obviously, yes. Danny Elfman did the the main. Sort of theme of Batman. He did, and and he again because he works with Tim Burton so much. They had this whole dark, very dark atmosphere that they created. Yeah, and and it really fit. And it was, the, I think, it was like the first. It was probably the first really dark superhero movie that anybody had seen because Superman wasn't wasn't really dark. No, not at all. Um, so this was like a, a totally brand new take on on comic books. Yeah, that nobody had ever seen before. Yeah. and and it would just and it was cool too. But you were talking about how how it looked. You you can't really tell what year this is happening because it looked like it was from like the 40s yeah um but then they had modern cars in there and yeah, then and I modern think there technology was, and yeah there's yeah. some cell phones and that so they totally mixed so they created this world that is totally timeless timeless really. exactly yeah. and and it just and and so it was totally believable that batman could have existed in this thing yeah and still created this all this super awesome technology like the batwing yeah which was like <laughs> one of the coolest bat bat vehicles ever the um it was funny because we were driving back from the comic-con and there was like this really elaborate looking factory and i'm like that looks yes. like it's out of a tim Burton movie like it it, totally if did. you lit that at night that would be a set from batman because that's the kind of look they had like that sort of industrial that's sort right. of city like sort of look but yeah so cool like the, yeah, the, the look was great. Um, the special effects for the time were good. Like yeah. I look back, I mean, you can see some cutout kind of stuff. You but, can, and you, there was a lot of miniature. But obviously, that's <laughs> for the time that was like cutting edge. Yeah, absolutely. Like, um, and uh, yeah, everybody was well cast in it. It was just, it's just a solid movie. It, it's fun. It's yeah. got like good. Uh, it it flows really quickly. It really um, does. I, I love the scene when they're in like. Uh, when the Joker shows up and someone's doing a speech in the like sort of like in front of City Hall, yes. and everybody's dressed as like mimes, yes. and they're all walking. That's like just a great visual. So, like, it is. Tim Burton has the best like eye for like a visual setup. Yes. Like it just looks so good. Yeah, it was just so creepy and strange and odd, and it, you know, I mean, even you know, uh, the Joker walking up in that scene and using a 
a feather pen to sign something. Do you remember? He yeah, had, yeah, yeah. Be, like, as opposed to just using a pen. Like, yeah. you know, it just added that much more kind of weirdness to the whole thing. And, and he'd do stuff like everything, everybody would be wearing grays, but then, like, the Joker wouldn't be, yes. like, or somebody wouldn't be. So they stood out in this, like, sort of gray world that he had created. It was, like, very, very cool. Yeah. Like, such a good movie. The soundtrack was great. Danny Alfman's soundtrack was great. Like, and, and, you know, I mean, who knew at the time that Michael Keaton could don the cowl yeah. and pull off a super cool Batman. Yeah, like, so he, was, did, he did two of them, right? He, he did, did that. Yeah, and Batman Returns, the next one yeah. with, with and the, uh, But then they started getting into other Batman. Yes, Batman. <laughs> there, were, there were several Batman. But, uh, I, I mean, I, after after those first two movies, it kind of took a bit of a turn, <laughs> that franchise. Yeah, well, because he was um, – uh, what's his face was gone directing and yeah and, well uh, and Joel Schumacher came in and yeah just and, and I didn't mind what he did with those movies I think there's just they weren't written well and there was too many characters and they didn't know what to do with them well, all and and when when they uh, change up Batman's costume to give him nipples then yeah. uh, you know something's gone horribly wrong <laughs> <laughs> but I think a lot of that the, the later movies is like hey look at this big star is in it and this yeah. big star is in it and and it's just too many characters, and, and there was no point, like, to have Batgirl in it. Like, it no. really made no sense to have her in it. Like, no. even Robin was, like, a stretch, I thought. Yeah. like Yeah, it was just visually they were kind of interesting to look at because they were really vibrant, and they looked very comic booky. Yeah. But they lost that grittiness that the Tim Burton version had. Yeah. Um, and that's what I think makes the first one such a lasting yeah. uh, movie because it was so different and so dark, and it was there were just so many – sort of layers to the characters. I, I feel like um, Tim Burton took, like, just some just some touches of some sprinkles of the 1960s Batman. Yeah. But it, 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 it organically sort of worked in his movie, whereas I thought the Schumacher had a lot more of that sort of camp in yes, it. Yes, yeah. Like, where, they're, where Mr. Freeze has, like, they're on skates and they're, yeah. like, you know, that kind of stuff. And like, literally like, everything that he says is a, is a zinger. Yeah, as a, a whiner and yes. zinger, yeah. It was, yeah. Uh, and I was excited about Schwarzenegger playing that role at the time yeah, because it was something 100% different than what he had been playing. So, yeah. and, and I thought he did a decent job on it. Yeah, just, and, and again, he looked really cool. I will never forget the, the uh, like, that they gave him... Uh, a blue light to put in his mouth. Oh, Do you yeah. remember that? Yes, so when yes, he yes. spoke, his entire mouth would glow blue as Mr. Freeze. That was really cool. Yeah, there was a pretty cool <laughs> stuff in it. But yeah. but all in all, I like I love like that first Batman. Oh, yeah. Like it is just I watched it again. It's just I would call it a delight. It is a delight, a delight to watch. It's just <laughs> one of those movies is just like it it, st- it really stood the test of time. It yeah. still looks good, still paces well. And like you yeah. said, like they created a world that's kind of timeless, so it doesn't yeah. look dated. No, um, the yeah. music is fantastic all the way through. It's just it's it's a really it's a, it'll stand up forever. Yeah, like, that'll be that'll be the the Batman movie that you know. I mean, when you know there's Batman v Superman, that's gonna you know be forgotten over time potentially. But that one, the Tim Burton. I don't think it will ever. Yeah, it's it's sort of just started that job, and and no disrespect to the other Batman series later on with the Christopher Nolan yeah. one. Like, I mean, that was oh, an yeah. amazing series. Like, he he did it right, and yeah. and if Batman's done right, he's awesome. Absolutely, and I think that's like Batman's is such a great DC character. Like, yeah. it's and I'm a Marvel person, but Batman's like the top notch as far as. The characters go like exactly. If only Disney could buy DC. I know. <laughs> <laughs> that, that would, would be not surprise me if that ever that happened. That would be an interesting twist, and it, yeah, it may happen. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, as as a Batman fan, and I've always been a Batman. Yeah, fan, you've been a Batman fan for big, sure. Big, huge Batman fan. It's to me, it's all about the grittiness. Yeah. Batman is a detective, first and foremost. That's what he is. So yeah, that's he, right too. Yeah, he's a detective. So uh, he has to live in this grimy world. You know, he can't live in this 
comic booky world. It's got to be dark and it's got to be gritty. And so I'm I'm really hoping the Robert Pattinson version sticks with that. Yeah. And and I think and and you know with with the new Joker movie that's coming out with Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah. I feel like is that connected to the this I, whole thing? That I don't know. I, I don't. I feel like it probably is not because I feel like um, Joaquin Phoenix is doing this as a one-off like he he's yeah. not a franchise person no no so i feel like th- this is just a one-off and and it also takes place that movie takes place before batman becomes batman because in the trailer you can see him um uh squeezing the cheeks of a little boy and that little boy is bruce wayne oh, okay so this is that's long before this yeah. but if it's part of the same universe i feel like batman's got a good future yeah, no, it's. Yeah. I think he's. They can do a lot with him for sure. Yeah. Um. Hopefully, we'll see. Uh, fingers <laughs> are crossed. So uh, that's. I guess we'll wrap it up there. Sure. We both give a, a an okay. Well, we'll allow uh, that movie to still stick around. Yeah. That's we'll keep okay. it. We'll keep it on the shelf. <laughs> we may have some stuff coming up that we won't. Nope. <laughs> I quite. I guarantee we will. Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't want anybody to think they like everything. Because we don't. Yeah. I, I found something. I think that Batman related. I think we both will dislike. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and again, one of those things that you own. You're like, why do I own I, this? Why do I have that? I don't yeah. know. So, but anyways, thank you for listening. We're going to be back again. We got some good episodes coming up. More, yeah, some more news coming up. Yeah, so we had some cool guests we're working on. And uh, thanks for joining us. And we'll see you next time. Produced by Matthew C. Loop and Lawrence Simner, a Loop and Larry production. Bueller. He likes it. He likes it. Bueller. Bad news. Fog is getting thicker. And Leon's getting larger. Inconceivable. Brian's right. It's an elf. Wax on. Does Barry Manilow know that you raid his wardrobe? Oh, Captain. My Captain. Life moves pretty fast. You don't stop and look around once in a while. You could miss it. Wax off.